0: Yeah, man, it was crazy times. We uh, we chased Teddy all over town. I was a wolf for a little bit. It was nuts. Then if you think that part was crazy, just wait. The story gets even weirder from there, man. Oh, hey, Kamara, you you were there for this next part, man, right? Wasn't there
1: something weird going on with your powers or something, man? Well, I I did wake up in a water city on a slab in a strange room by myself. That was, is that what you're talking about? That was pretty strange for me.
0: No, like you
1: had, you usually had a sword before that, but it was like different, man. Ah, yes, the dream. I, the mist of the ethereal work in mysterious ways. I I met a new friend and uh, she helped me out with uh, new weapons, I guess you might say. Oh, that's pretty sweet, man. Who's your new friend? Oh, her name is Mercy. She is uh, the biggest friend I've ever seen. She's got so many tentacles. uh, And she is, uh, we're basically best friends now. And we will be hanging out as much as possible. Sounds like my kind of woman, man. Look, look what she did. Uh, And I hold my, the hilt of my uh, sword up. Uh, and I hold it like it's going to be like, like I'm expecting the long sword blade to pop out. And uh, as the m- mist kind of coalesce around the blade and the magic starts to work, my hand just falls to the ground as a huge maul hammer like falls and goes through one of the tables that I'm setting. in. see, it's a great, very good weapon that she gave me. <laughs> I'm working on it a little bit. It's still pretty difficult for me to use. Whoa, that's pretty trippy, man. It can turn into a bow and arrow. I'm getting better. Would you like to see? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I summon my... I try to summon my bow and arrow. Roll, roll Just roll a save. Straight, straight up and a <laughs> save. Okay, <cool. laughs> Wisdom? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, total of nine. Nine. <sighs>
2: you get the i think you have a glaive in your list
1: yeah, uh, yeah. i do <laughs> all right. so uh, i'm holding like my hand out like i'm about to have a longbow in it right and all of a sudden uh, just this huge glaive with this big blade that's just made of pure energy is hovering above dannon's head and my head and just falls back down on us because i'm not expecting the weight and I just fall backwards, and Dan, and I think you're going to have to dive out of the way. Otherwise, it's going to hit you. Oh, no, I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) I dive out of the way
1: as this happens. So, again, Mercy is not, she's not like you and I, Dan, and she's different, and so her gifts work in maybe a little bit of different ways, so
3: I'm, I'm
1: working on it. That's pretty cool, man. Why don't you tell us a little more about Mercy? Well, we all started when we had the monster that attacked our boat.
2: You wake up in... Not really in anywhere, sorry. Uh, you wake up on hard, stony ground. The As you kind of like blink your eyes and, and look around, you notice a familiar sight. Those familiar blues and orange and pinks and purples um, right. just sort of like surrounding you. Uh, and as you sort of kind of poke your head a little bit out of this mist and look around, and at the walls, uh, it looks like a relatively enclosed kind of cavern. um, Right. But suddenly you kind of get a bit of a flash of almost like a wireframe, and then it disappears, and it kind of like shimmers back into that, into that stone that you were familiar with. Okay. Uh, And looking around, there are two tunnels that leave out of the area that you are in. Right. And a very simple wooden sign on the wall between the two tunnels that go left or right.
1: Okay. Um, so I think, first of all, is she like kind of, she, so the last thing she remembers, right, is jumping into the eye of a kraken, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I think, first of all, is she like kind of wakes up, she's <gasps> where am I? What's, and then she sees, and, and she and her sword appears in her hand immediately zoom, and just pops out uh, uh, this blue, uh, basically beam of light that is her sword. And then uh, she sees the the uh, mist around her, the, the mist, this essence that is uh, her guide, and the sword goes away immediately. And I think the first thing she does is she just kind of, she's in the middle of this mist, right, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. She is, yep. So the first thing she does is just kind of take in like this moment of, because she doesn't get to see this thing, or this mist, this essence, this... Power, whatever it is, very often. So she kind of like runs her hands through the mist and watches it swirl, watches it swirl around, and uh, then this kind of minute of almost like vertigo, right, happens, and and then she's back in the stone place. And as she's swirling her hands through, she sees this wooden sign. And I'd like to go up and read read the sign.
2: Okay. Uh, so as you as you look at this sign, uh, it looks. Uh, it looks like any regular sign, any sign that you would probably kind of see coming into a town or a city, very simply written. But for whatever reason, it's almost as if this sign can't make up its mind how it wants to communicate its meaning to you or to Kamara. And as as you kind of look at it first, everything is written in, in Elvin. And then it kind of like, disappears for a second and then pops back up the words reappear in Dwarvish and then in common and then a mix of all of them and
1: she like, shakes her head and rubs her eyes <laughs> uh,
2: the translation is roughly go home or return to whence you came
1: wanted, like one in, like in the different languages it says a little bit like it, it kind of translates a little bit differently or it literally says those different words
2: it that's that's how it translates. Like it, it roughly translates that because at one point it just sort of stops trying to to decide and it uses sort of all three languages, but because like the dialects aren't you know pieced as you know as the same way, it's like home go to, right. or return, kind of right thing. right yeah. gotcha.
1: So she looks at it. She rubs her eyes for a moment. She's I would like to go home, but I do not know where I am at. Can you make up your mind and tell me what you want to say? And she touches the sign. She like taps it, like like we might tap like a computer screen that's on the front. Okay. <laughs> she taps like the the wood or the yeah. He says wood, right? So she taps the wood. Does it? It kind of stay in one tint. Yeah. At that point?
2: So as as you tap the wood, the sign kind of lights up a little bit. Uh, and in Elvin, it says it says. Is home your desire, or would you be li- would you like to be returned to your friends?
1: she uh, blinks at that for a moment I have not I have not had a home in so long i I do wish to go home I would like to there is I do not have a true home though so I would I have a mission that I must complete so I must find my friends if they are not they have not been destroyed by the Kraken I must find them. Which way to which way to my friends
2: and as as you say which way to my friends, the tunnel on the right just sort of shimmers a little bit and it becomes a solid rock wall, and that mist that you are familiar with starts to line the road um, with uh in in the direction that uh that you would assume is to towards your friends
1: okay. Uh, yeah, so first I want to, um, she does the thing where she just kind of, uh, stands there for a moment and opens her senses up to the world, uh, and she's going to, she just mumbles some words under her breath and she just senses for, uh, any good or evil creatures in the, in the area. Uh, so good or evil, period. Um, you can sense it force and next turn locate any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that's not behind total cover Uh, you know the type but not the specific person you also can basically see if there's consecrated or desecrated ground around you
2: okay Um, at this point nothing is sending off your sending off her senses
1: okay I think the instead of like normal when she does that like just a little teeny bit of the mist might escape from her hand but instead this time it kind of flows up from the ground and wraps around her hand and then uh, kind of dissipates back into the rest of the mist that's kind of unpictured almost like leading, tr- tracking the path uh, forward for me. Is that mm, fairly yep. correct? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So she doesn't s- sense anything. I think uh, she'll take one look behind her uh, where she kind of came from, make sure there's like not a Kraken behind her that she's yep. <laughs> missed this whole time. And then she's going to head on down the road, I think. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so, yeah. The last thing she notices before she heads on down the road is another sort of like, of that weird wireframe shimmer behind
1: the wall. And then, can I roll a perception check to see if I like understand what's happening? Or I don't know if it's a perception check, but can I roll? I want to like look back and just kind of this time I see it. Since I see it the second time, Mm -hmm. I want to like try to notice like what what's happening. What is that? What is that? It seems weird. I don't get it. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Roll. Perception. Okay. Uh it's a three. <laughs> a three? Yeah, a three.
2: Yeah, you you don't understand what's going on. You just know that it's not something you've ever seen before.
1: Okay. Alright, well then if I think on it for a while and I can't figure out what's going on, then I just yeah, head head down the road or down okay. the tunnel.
2: Uh so yeah, you headed up down the tunnel a little ways and as at some points the tunnel sort of like tightens up a little bit. And as it tightens up, the mist sort of takes up more space in a in like a vertical fashion, uh, okay. and then almost as if it's kind of like f- trying to flow over over the tighter spots, and then it kind of flows back down and opens up into a wider space.
1: Okay, so it's almost like it's acting like liquid, like it's gathering in the narrower spaces. Like Absolutely, a finite amount of it. And it's yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you eventually come along to this area that looks like a, almost like a mountain pass. You, the, cat uh, the, uh, the tunnel that you're at sort of like breaks wide open into a large cavern. But this mountain pass is something that you probably would have been familiar with in your, in your travels. It is kind of the far Eastern side of the, uh, of the underdark where people who are, traveling from the say from the the tunnels or from like kind of the the lower county you you kind of come into this section of cavern that like blows wide open um okay. and this mountain it kind of looks like a bit of a mountain pass mm-hmm. and the road that you're on continues forward there's still a bit of like a sheer cliff from what you can see on your right hand side and down below is a road and it looks relatively familiar being sort of someone who wanders around and and helps people uh, Mm -hmm. you notice that this path is sort of the equivalent to a mountain pass that people would take from Caligo County in the far uh, southeastern area of the Underdark uh, and use it to sort of pass up through Citus County, all the way uh, to Stamen, to Stamen, to the Grand Falls and and those areas. Okay, it's sort of the safest way to travel in most cases, right? And so this this area is a little bit a little bit familiar to you, but as you sort of step out onto this upper sort of goat path, I guess right. uh, you notice that there is a uh, on a, on the lower path probably about 150 feet, 200 feet down. Uh, a family pulling a cart uh, full of food. Okay. And roll a perception for me. This is not her strong suit,
1: uh, but I rolled a 17 on the die, and that is what I got, a 17.
2: <laughs> okay. So, uh, as you as you sort of stand there and take in a little bit of the familiarity, you see this family kind of trudging along uh, out of the corner of your eye, and then kind of perched in between, maybe about 100 feet down, is a group of sort of like displacer beasts. Okay. Like a pack of them, sort of lying in wait for this family.
1: So I'm kind of perched above all of this, and like slightly below me are these displacer beasts, and even further below are the is the family. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And how close how close are they to the dis, like, how long does it look like i have before this trap is sprung or this ambush is sprung
2: it looks like the family is maybe 15 20 feet from uh from having to deal with these beasts
1: all right um and i'm how far away from them and i can get down there on the path right there's not like a cliff or there is a cliff
2: so the path continues straight yep uh and it is cliff towards this the the lower road
1: So I can't get to them
2: you can't get to the I mean you you could attempt to slide down I guess okay but it it's not it's not easy to get down
1: okay and I'm sorry you said how far away were they uh
2: the road is about 200 feet down
1: okay uh sorry one more question how far the displacer beast from me
3: 100
1: feet okay so I think I just simply uh shout a warning uh
3: you down there,
1: there are there are beasts approaching you from the west. I don't know how she knows the west, but that's what she says. She knows this area, I guess. Okay. Uh, and she tries to shout to these people. And then um, I think she's going to actually send to... So, again, she uh, concentrates for a moment. And she just kind of like looks like she's pushing air forward. Like she pushes out both of her hands. Okay. Uh, and you don't really see a lot of quote-unquote magic or energy or anything like that. You just see kind of like a displacement of the air and a little bit of the mist. Uh, but she's shooting out two Eldritch Blasts towards towards the Displacer Beast. Okay. Uh, roll to hit. All right. Let's see. Ooh, I haven't played her in a while here. What do I got to do here? Uh, uh, that is a 13 for the first one. And a much, much higher number, uh, 24 for the next one. Oh, cool. Okay.
2: So yeah, you, you managed to hit two of these displacer beasts and knock them off of the ridge.
1: Yeah. I was gonna, okay. Cool. Perfect. Cause my, my blast pushed things back 10 feet as well. Okay. So it sounds like it worked. All right. Cool.
2: And these two displacer beasts, they fall off the ridge and they okay. tumble down, and the family sort of like looks in your direction and tries to, tries to kind of quickly push their, their oxen, that uh, that the, or their their animals that are kind of pulling them, and unfortunately they don't get that out of the way. Okay. The displacer beasts sort of roll down and they hit the back edge of the cart. Oh, okay. And the cart sort of spins. And goes off of the side of the cliff. Oh no. <laughs> along with the family leaving that little girl alone. She falls off of the cart.
1: Yeah, I think uh I think she I just she just screams at this point. No, and like she actually I think would jump like try to slide like rock slide down to them at this point. Okay, so
2: roll me a dexterity check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you manage to get down to uh, to the road um, and after kind of like a, a trip or two and you kind of like about halfway down, you, you hit a rock and you sort of tumble and then manage to grab your get your footing again uh, and then slide the rest of the way down. Right. And as you get to the edge, you kind of get to this little girl who's, who's sort of scared and, and crying and she she sort of looks up at you and and kind of like and rubs her eyes and she's crying and you look down farther down this road and the everything is in shambles and as you sort of take a look farther down, that mist sort of wraps around you again mm-hmm. and you find yourself back in uh in the tunnel that cavern is gone
1: what Wait, where what Where's the where's, where's the little girl? And I like search around frantically for the little girl.
2: Okay. Roll a roll me an intelligence check. Maybe maybe a history actually.
1: Okay, I don't know that one's... Oh, that one is much better. Uh, eighteen.
2: Eighteen. Okay. Um. So tell me about the first time. Tell me about the first time you weren't able to properly protect a family.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh. The first time that uh, Komara could not actually protect the family was uh, actually when she discovered, when she uh, as she would call it, became one with the mists. Uh, she tracked a lost uh, child, a little girl, into a cave, a cavern system and she uh, tracked her through the tunnels for a long time until Komara herself uh, actually fell down into a pit and almost died herself, broke her leg and was on death's door. And that's actually when these, this essence that is this mist found her and kind of came to her, but uh, she was never able to find the little girl. So it kind of sticks with her.
2: Okay. So with your, with your sort of history check, you're 18, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. 18, yeah,
2: yep. uh, you start to get the sense that the memory that you uh, or the situation that you just sort of encountered mm-hmm. was not your own. You get the feeling that someone else may have, uh, at one point, been tasked with protecting the essence uh, and protecting the world. Right, and as uh, as you sort of think about that. And sort of take in that, you know, what you're not the only person that has failed before, but right. you've sort of moved on and you've you've used that as a reason to not fail again. Other right. people have done the same, right? And do you still have your sword
1: uh, out? Uh, I think I probably drew, uh, I drew it when I started to come down the like rock slide. I'm kind of picturing it as. The okay. cliff face, and then I probably still have it in my hand, just not thinking to let it go yet. As you now I'm in this in these tunnels, so yeah, it's just kind of sitting there, glowing.
2: Okay. Uh, so as that is, as you sort of come to that realization, your sword within your hand sort of changes shape mm-hmm. um, into sort of a long, like glowing longbow, and then disappears in that same light.
1: Oh, I try to summon it back.
2: Okay, roll me
1: a d6. Five.
2: Five. Yeah, you are able to summon back the uh, this longbow.
1: Oh uh, yeah, she was like going to she was going to test it as it kind of poofed out of sight. So she like tests the fit and the feel of it and uh, kind of sights it in. Uh, she's not an expert with the longbow at all, but she's definitely shot one many times. She's trained with it, so she's just kind of getting the feel for it. Uh, Do I notice anything special about it? Does it have the same blue glow as my uh, sword did, or is it different? How is it?
2: Exactly the same. Okay. So does she try and draw the?
1: Yeah, 100%. She's like drawing it back, putting it like, uh, you know, sighting it in and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Cool.
2: So as as soon as she draws back and sights it in, Mm -hmm. a thin, uh, actually two thin specks of light uh, draw from her fingers and sight up to the bow.
1: Oh, that's pretty amazing. Um, she, so I'm in this cavern system, right? Like it was mm-hmm. like a big cave. Like, is there something that's, you know, 50 feet away from me or is it smaller than that?
2: Um, yeah, there would be, there's a, the stretch of, um, of cave that you're, that you're in is about 50 feet long, but maybe, maybe a little bit longer.
1: Okay. Uh, I think I just, is the sign around anywhere? Am I past that now? Like, I don't know where I ended up, where did I end up coming back to? Like the very so, first spot?
2: No. So you, what happened was you sort of, you left where the sign was and kind of curved to the left and then right. the cave system sort of tightened up a little bit and then opened up into sort of this illusion for you. Right. Um, so, but now you were just sort of in a, in a long stretch of, uh, of tunnel.
1: Okay, tunnel that I've not necessarily been in before. Okay, so I I just kind of fire down the hallway.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, so you're the two... As you as you release the string, uh, two sort of thin arrows of light just streak down on a direct path and kind of hit the wall and poof a little bit.
1: Whoa, that will be very useful. Um, I poof my so, uh, the bow out of existence and try to concentrate on bringing my sword back.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, you are uh, rolling another d6. Uh, four. Yeah, so you sort of you get your you get your sword back. Uh, it takes a little bit more concentration than you're used to, but okay. it comes back exactly how you thought it would be.
1: She tests it out for a little bit and then she... This is a very interesting change. Uh i have to study this further when I figure out where the hell I am. And she lets her sword go away. Uh, and she kind of looks around for an exit or a path that leads somewhere else. Um, trying to move, move beyond this uh, cave, trying to get back to her friends. Okay. Uh,
2: so yeah, the, again, the, the mist sort of pools around you and shoots off down the rest of the, cave or the, okay, the
1: tunnel. Let's go that way.
2: Cool. Uh, so yeah, as you as you sort of continue to go down you just pass the area where your light arrows would have hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cave sort of takes an abrupt turn to the right. Not, it actually kind of does a bit of like a hairpin turn. So okay. it cuts off to the left and then does a direct turn around a bit of a wall. Do I see any uh, and,
1: scorch marks or like... Uh, uh, force like where like uh, where the arrows might have chipped the stone. Like, do I get any sense for like what type of damage they did? Do I see any marks at all?
2: Yeah, you you see some. Uh, you see a bit of like a a scorch mark, but the scorch marks are kind of like a a whitish scorch. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, more like a radiant damage kind of thing. I
1: gotcha. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's very interesting. Uh, as I just kind of run my hand over it as I walk around this hairpin uh, turn. Although I will say, uh, yeah, she's probably more interested in looking at the uh, scorch marks and really, she's not, not paying attention as she's moving forward, but she's not like checking for traps or anything like that. Okay, that's fair.
2: Yeah, so if you're, is there anything else that you wanted to look at
1: like when you're looking at those things or? No, I just wanted to see if like what, the, what kind of, what i thought those arrows were actually doing if they were made if they were illusionary arrows if they were actually did some type of damage uh and that's that's all i was really looking for okay cool
2: um so yeah as you sort of make your way around that bit of a bit of a hairpin turn you kind of come into an area that looks like almost like a run down town
1: what the hell is this place
2: Welcome back to Chef's Night. This is our 28th episode. Uh, this one's a little bit special as it's just a bit of a one-on-one. Kind of like what we did back in Season 2 with Sizel when he was away. Had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Kind of ties things together a little bit from the previous episode to the next ones that are going to be coming out. Um, other than that, I want to get into, again, thanking the folks that are, that are part of this episode. Uh, definitely thank you, thank you, thank you to Jared for... Uh, being able to let me put Kamara through the ringer. Uh, And as always, you can find Jared DMing the fantastic folks over at Proficient with Skulls, where you can find them on any of your preferred podcast sites. Again, thanks to jesse and kayla for providing the sort of outro insights to what's going on with varus and the cenotaph as well as our friend josie for providing our amazing intro music other than that thank you to you guys who continue to listen to us every week uh or every second week uh we wouldn't be doing it without you we appreciate all of your support other than that we don't have much else to go on uh so we'll let you get back to the main course Our next episode will be out on May 7th. The area that you step into, the mist sort of covers the ground of the whole town area. There are a couple shops lined up on either side. uh, And it looks like there might be a way.
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess I just walked through the town trying, trying to take in the sights um she she walks forward slowly um looking for any signs of a a person or uh yeah people that she can talk to uh and she just says my old friend where are you leading me where are we going talking and she's rubbing her hand like not rubbing but running her hand along like i kind of picture like her rub running her hand along kind of the uh, her side but there's mist there so it's causing the mist to kind of swirl around her a little bit she does that so yeah just walking through the town trying to find a person to talk to or uh, yeah somebody to talk to uh,
2: so roll me a Roman investigation
1: okay uh, 19 okay
2: uh, so as you as you sort of take a look at the shops that are lining either side you start to see that there are sort of like scratch marks in some areas um scorch marks in others some of the the canopies that are over top of these th- these buildings both have like heavy frost uh as well as like definitely look like they've been burnt away maybe by acid uh some by flames and as you're sort of like investigating yeah you notice somebody hiding in one of the booths
1: uh okay so As soon as she would have noticed that this is like this looks like some type of battle or something bad happened here, she would have started to kind of uh, crouch crouch down, get closer to one of the buildings. Uh, And then, as she notices that there's a person in in like a booth across from her, uh, she is going to try to. uh, Can I tell if this person has noticed me yet?
2: Yeah, the person is looking directly at me. Yeah.
1: Uh, Then uh, she kind of like uh, so she. She's walking kind of down the middle of the road, sees all of this, like, what basically looks like battle scars on on these buildings, kind of, like, throws herself up against the side of a building like she's kind of trying to get out of the way so nobody else can see her. And the second she, like, kind of puts her back against the wall to get just out of the middle of the road, she just makes eye contact with this person across the road. And she just goes, she just kind of shakes herself off and goes... Okay, I can see that you can see me. Do you want to come out and talk? What's going on here? No, I don't want to
2: come out and talk.
1: You come here. I don't want to go across the street. It seems very dangerous. It is. What's happening? I don't know how to explain. Uh, elementals, I think. Ugh. She looks around. Does she see any
2: elementals? Uh, No, but she sees the wreckage of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. of it nothing, all.
1: like immediately in her vicinity? No. Uh, okay, so... Uh, she's going to like look left and right. Almost picturing like an old, I don't know if this is true, but like an old wild west, like walkway, like, mm-hmm. um, like, so she's like kind of underneath like an awning or a building. Uh, and she's going to look both ways. Does she see anything either way, except for this guy or this person? But Yeah. Like not, not really. Uh, okay.
2: she actually roll a, roll a perception <laughs> oh, <boy>. for me. <laughs> uh, nine. Nine. Um, she thinks she sees like a shadow of something farther down the road. Okay. But nothing too tangible.
1: And she is going to, and you do with this as you will, she's going to try to stealthily uh barrel roll across the street into this and then dive into the guy's booth with him.
2: <laughs> roll that stealth for me. <laughs>
1: uh 15. Yeah,
2: okay. So yeah, she is able to to definitely do that, um, and the guy looks at her like impressed. Wow, that was very good. I don't think they saw you at all.
1: Um, I hope not. What the hell is going on here? Well, uh, wait, where is wait? Where is here?
2: Uh, well, I mean, here is it. Where where the last for the last town on standing town
1: on on Death Trail? Uh, so she knows that trail yeah. pretty well, right? Yeah like that immediately makes her be like, and it's like extremely far from where we were. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. This, okay. No, this, okay.
2: Yeah. There is, there's no viable way you would have made it from right. the middle of the ocean to where you are.
1: Yeah. So I, I would know the name of this town then probably, right? You would. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like all this kind of like, as soon as he says that some of the, like some of the details kind of come back into my, like not details, but kind of, okay. Then that kind of makes a few tumblers click into place for me okay
2: yeah and he doesn't like he doesn't really you can tell that sort of based on how things are going there's not a lot of information purposefully being given for whatever reason Okay. Um, and they're just we're the last standing town
1: I reach out and touch his face I put my hand like palm on his face
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it it feels tangible like he it feels like he's there poke his cheek okay what are you? What are you doing? That's weird. Like, uh, I just,
1: I don't know how. I don't understand how I got here. Um, why are you being so shady? Tell me what's going on. I can help. Uh, well,
2: and he, he points down the road, and as he does that, there is the marketplace sort of dead ends at a booth, and splits left and right. Okay. And as he points, you see this elemental that is like... It almost looks like a wind elemental, but it's green and brackish. And it is mm-hmm. spewing acid everywhere. Okay. Um, and then kind of one sort of flies by that is burning up.
1: Like a different elemental flies by. A
2: different... Like a fire a fire elemental kind of flying by. Gotcha. Uh, he says... Hey, I don't know how many of us are left, but I'm not going out there to face them.
1: It does not seem like you will be the last standing town on death trail for much longer if somebody doesn't do something. Is there a town guard? Is there is there, you, is there some form of resistance to this? What, what, where is everybody else at? Uh, well, if if they're not
2: already dead, they're they have run. Um, and our town guards they're they're not the strongest. They really are just a ragtag group of, uh, of people who uh, who just have some old equipment. They sure
1: sure aren't up to this task. So for now, we hide. Okay. Um, and they're, these things are actively melting and or burning the town, right? At least the market area. Yeah. At least the market area. Uh, I think that Komar is not down with that. And so she is going to... What would she do? What would Tomara do? Uh, I face problems head on. Okay. Uh, I think she's going to go, okay, you run. I'll take care of this. And uh, she's going to step out into the middle of the road and uh, kind of like uh, start to walk down the road towards this creature and get as close as she can to it. And then... She just like stands there, wind blowing her cape uh, and her hair, and then just you just the sword just appears in her hand. Okay, and she's confronting this creature. Cool.
2: So as uh, as this creature sort of like stops, it sees Kamara just standing her ground in the middle of this road, and from behind you, you you hear this this man say, "Thank you, thank you," and from kind of farther in the booths. He sort of ushers a couple people out. And you can see that he has like a wife and some family and some kids. And they run out the front.
1: She just like kind of like looks over her shoulder and nods. And then looks back to this creature.
2: And this creature kind of comes up. And it goes to kind of slam. It it kind of takes two fists. And goes to slam in her general direction. And roll dexterity
1: for me. Dexterity check or save? Let's do a save. Okay. I don't know why I asked that question. doesn't matter. (laughs) 13. 13. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, Kamara, you managed to sort of deftly step out of the way. Uh, It is relatively slow uh, and kind of lumbering. Mm -hmm. Um, And you managed to avoid this, like, splash of acid. Uh, And what do you do... Do you take advantage of this opportunity when you step out of the way or?
1: Yeah. So I kind of picture that this big thing's coming towards her uh, and as it kind of, so it's like swinging its fist at me.
2: Uh, Kind of like a a swinging down motion. So like two fists clubbing down.
1: So as these fists come down, it's a big creature, uh, bigger than me. I like step inside of its reach and just drag my lungs or my sword across its body and then try to, like, stab it back in behind it as well.
2: Okay. So roll me, as you do this, uh, roll me a d6 again.
1: d6, okay. A one. That doesn't
2: seem good. A one. Okay. Um, yeah, so as you sort of... as you kind of get your first slash off, and you turn around to kind of give it that one last jab, mm-hmm. um, your, uh, your sword actually changes on you and changes into uh that bow <laughs> so you've like stuck the top of the bow into this elemental
1: oh no this is not good i try to like dive backwards and roll out of the way i, I imagine fist is coming oh yeah slamming to the side pretty quickly so i'm trying to dive out of the way at this point
2: <laughs> yeah roll me roll me that uh dex again
1: oh very i'm rolling pretty good uh it's a 20
2: yeah absolutely so you 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 dive right out of the way um and it kind of like as it ex- it was expecting to actually be able to get you this time and it like is almost almost taken off guard with its little bit of intelligence it kind of like stops and looks and like realizes that you're gone what do you do uh
1: well i think i did i dive i, I was trying to get some distance i guess between me and this creature
2: yeah, you got you got some good distance. So.
1: Okay, so then, yeah, then I just pull the bow back and, whoosh, I, I, well, do the two arrows or streaks of light, whatever they were, do they appear again when I pull the bow back? Yeah, they do, yeah. Then, yeah, I just take aim, whoosh, shoot it.
2: All right. Uh, and as you do that, two large holes sort of appear in this elemental and it disappears, um, as does the rest of the town. And you are back in a... Actually, in a in a bit of a cavern. And as you kind of turn around, there is a large what looks to be a large waterfall falling into a small crater ish uh, pool. And all of the mist is flowing from you into this crater and flowing backwards or sort of like flowing forwards and backwards in a weird circular fashion. This waterfall is sort of that mist.
1: Oh, so the, the the water is actually the mist.
2: Well, the the it's I guess the it's more of like a mist fall
1: kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah mist fall. I love that. That's awesome. Especially because it's like this mist is like all of the colors of like if you think about like a picture of like the cosmos, right? Like from like the Hubble telescope or something like that. It's all this purples and blues and specks of light and, and interwoven into it. And so it's falling down from this waterfall into this pool. And kind of, uh, kind of swirling around the pool. Is that correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. I think I would. She would. Jared would just cry and cuddle up in a corner. But uh, Kamara will. Um, I think she would go. It's just this pool, this waterfall and pool in like kind of a big room, right? Yeah. I think she would go and stand, get in the pool. Okay. She'd go and like just kind of bathe in Wade into the pool um, and maybe even, maybe even put herself like she's uh, showering kind of underneath the, uh, the mist fall.
2: Okay. Uh, So yeah, as you do that and you're sort of kind of taking in this moment with the mist that you very, like very not very often get to get to experience some of the mist, there is a color that is starting to swarm into the mist Um, that is more of like a darker green Mm. and as the as you start to notice this you see wrapping around the pool three sort of tentacles on either side and they kind of touch and they curl out towards the area that you've uh, that you came from and from behind you you hear welcome child
1: uh so i think like as this so as i get into the mist pool and this is like a moment of pure bliss for me and then i just you know, that second when you notice you just sense there's something wrong and she kind of pauses and looks around and then all of this un, uh she kind of follows the trail of the tentacles with her eyes and then as they move back behind her to where she started she just kind of turns around following the tentacles and then Almost noticing secondarily that there's somebody there. I, I take it that I can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just kind of looks up and then hears this person uh, saying, "Welcome, child." And what does she? What does she see in front of her? Um, her sword is not drawn, or her weapon is not drawn because she's not sure what she's going to get at this point. Yep, that's so fair. So she'll just kind of have her hand like clen- clenched in a fist, and, like at the ready.
2: Uh, okay, uh, and as you uh, as you sort of look up at this thing uh you you recognize this creature um with an old old face uh and a missing sort of like very freshly missing eye and it says it's uh it's been quite some time since someone has damaged me as you have it's a little hard to see And, like, one sort of smaller tentacle sort of, like, reaches up and taps the side of the face.
1: And I can piece together that this is some version of the Kraken that I maimed, that I hope that I maimed. Is that there? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I say it's been some time since a creature destroyed the entire ship that I was on as well.
2: The the creature says, "I, I, well, I would apologize, but you see... From time to time, people have taken to hunting me in my home. I was only protecting my land. I apologize if... Uh, if I had inconvenience to you and your friends, I... Hmm, most people aren't willing to converse
1: with someone of my kind. Well, we were not hunting you. She says with like a little bit less bluster than before.
2: And and the voice kind of says, I... I, uh, I apologize. Um, and... While I lost my eye, it is not the end of the world. However, it seems that the, the impact may have caused some complications for you. Um, I wonder if you would accept my apologies and maybe maybe a gift of power, assuming that, well assuming you somehow managed to make it out of this.
1: Do you know where this is and how I can get out of it? That would be a, quite a great gift.
2: And the the being kind of swirls its uh, its one tentacle, kind of brings a tentacle up and swirls it in the, in the mist. Well, this is a place of your own design, uh, mixed with, uh, as those of us old enough to know, call... I guess mixed with those of us old enough to call uh, mother and they kind of swirl around the mist a bit she is very kind to us and as it swirls its tentacle through the mist you see that eye start to like reshape and reform
1: But just like can I do I sense is she uh, this creature being insidious um, or deceitful in any way like is she or it I guess is it Uh, roll insight does this seem on the level to me? It,
2: if, uh, if based on your, yeah, either you can roll insight or, I mean, based on your direct understanding, she doesn't, it doesn't seem to be deceitful.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I think, I'll, yeah, I think I'll just, yeah, I take that into consideration. Yeah.
2: There are those of us within the world, uh, that are able to add to mother's power to protect what she wanted you to protect. Um, and then it stops and says, however, in all intents and purposes, mother is probably incorrect. And she is probably also incorrect as I guess she it is the essence that makes, uh, that makes the magic that sort of brings us to being. Um, but if you would accept my gift and maybe even the future, the gifts of my brothers and sisters, we would be willing to help if you would seek us out.
1: You would be able to help me do what?
2: And the the thing reaches out and stops just before your hand and says May I?
1: Uh, so as the tentacle is coming towards me the sword I need to roll a D6 <laughs> appears in my hand. But do I need to roll a D6? Uh nope, not this time. Okay, so yeah so the sword appears in my hand. Uh, And uh, she says, no no closer, please. And then the creature says, what?
2: Uh, And the creature kind of points at the sword and says, may I? Just looking to touch the tip of the sword.
1: I slowly lower the sword down towards the tentacle. Uh, Am I still surrounded by the mist? You are, yep. The mist still looks healthy? Yep. Okay, yeah. Then, yeah, I do this.
2: So it touches the sword, and your sword sort of changes does a quick like shape change um it does it turns into a maul then it turns into your sword then it turns into your bow and arrow uh and then it turns into a glaive
1: whoa
2: um and as you sort of as you sort of like see that all of this happened from the one touch you can feel more power sort of coursing through your hex weapons
1: I like, so, uh, Komara is like very, very, like, uh, she focuses internally quite a bit and meditates. So as this like power surges through her, she just kind of like focuses in on it and and kind of goes within herself for a moment, tries to sense the power of the, of the weapon around her.
2: Yep. And so as you, as you sort of look internally, you can kind of, you have that feeling of, of the mist and a little extra piece of additional power that is kind of coming from uh, the
1: Kraken she goes, uh, she was this is amazing so you serve you call you call them mother I've never heard this terminology before well we sort of look
2: at uh, this mist as our creator and it seems almost natural that it would be mother yes. uh, it's not Maybe not completely correct, but that's uh, that's how we refer to it.
1: I feel, I feel what you feel. Tell me, do you have a name that I may refer to you by?
2: Um, the underwater dwellers refer to me as Mercy.
1: And she like you can see her like repeating it several times as though she's like scribing it into her brain. Mercy, as I scribe it into my notes. <laughs> 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 Do you know how I uh, thank you for the, the boon? It is uh, more than I could ask for, for taking your eye, although I guess that doesn't seem to be that big of a deal for you since she has her eye back, right? Or she does, has yeah. Eye back, yeah. Um, <clears throat> may I ask you, Mercy, where am I and how do I get myself out of here?
2: Well, uh, she says, I believe you will probably be soon waking up. And she says, you are nowhere and yet you are kind of everywhere. Uh, And she sort of disappears. Uh, She, she, as she starts, she kind of starts to disappear up the mist um, waterfall. And she says, you'll soon wake up. There's a bit of a disturbance happening. Uh, And as she says that, and she disappears, there is like these loud tremors happening. Um,
1: She looks around frantically.
2: Uh, and everything starts to uh, go black. And there's that flash of wireframe again. And then you wake up with a uh, a Janassi fellow looking over you and saying, Oh, thank God.
1: <sighs> and she just wakes up with a... <gasps> the, the cure worked. <laughs> and then she just wakes up, mercy. <laughs> and uh, she does.
2: And he, he looks at you and he says... Uh, yeah, that that would have been who poisoned you. Absolutely.
1: You know Mercy? Oh,
2: Mercy. Mercy roams the the seas around here uh, all the time. She's, I mean, except for those that try to hunt her, she's generally quite quite easygoing. Um, I but met her. You you met her. She spoke to me. Uh, that is that is quite rare. You are quite fortunate.
1: As he's saying this, and as I'm speaking to him, I'm also uh, face palming him and poking his cheeks to make sure he's real. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, "Is there is there something wrong? Are you?" I just met several people who I'm not sure if they were real or not. Just give me a moment. And she finishes, like kind of testing out his realness with her hand, and then goes, "Okay, now who are you, and where the hell am I?"
2: Well, uh, I am. I'm the cleric of uh, of Tolmarine of the um, of the Foundation District. Your your friends uh, left you in my care. Uh, you are you're in the city of Tolmarine uh, of the Water Genasi?
1: Oh, that was our destination. Where are my friends?
2: Well, um, I couldn't tell you. They left me here. They left you here, and I went to gather supplies for your poison. Um. To, to cure help with your poison and I, I'm sorry I don't I don't
1: know um, that's, that's okay thank you for you you brought me back from this poison thank you so much I can I offer you something in payment uh,
2: he, he kind of chuckles he says no no we'll uh, we'll send the bill to uh, to the mistwave family uh, it was however it was Cylondra that sent you here after all
1: oh okay can she starts to gather her things? I guess I don't know, like her pack and whatever mm-hmm. else was like left with her and in this place. Uh, she's just like basically she's like the the patient who's getting up to leave the hospital as soon as she possibly can. Okay, uh, and she she just like gathers everything that she has and starts to uh, walk out the door essentially, and then goes wait wait where's where's the mistway? Where's Salandra's estate? Um, well.
2: If you yeah, if you exit out the front door and hang a left and just keep on going, it's the first very large tower uh, at the end of the road.
1: Thank you, cleric. I'm sorry. What was your name?
2: My name was <laughs> Sully Greywater.
1: Oh, Sully, thank you so much. You are a great cleric. Thank you for saving me. I have uh, much to discuss with my friends. I, I have to go. And she heads out the door.
2: All right. Uh, And just as you just as she heads out the door, steps out the door, she sees this very large Praetorian looking Genasi woman sort of finish stomping down the road. Very similar, like dangerous vibrations that you heard while you were asleep or felt. And just like a giant spear clang on the ground And she yells, Lady Mistweave, I think it's time we have a talk.
0: Varys, you wake up in a small room. It looks like something has been pushed up against the door. A table. There is a small fire beside you. Just enough to warm your cold bones. And on the other side of it, someone who for a moment you think is the cenotaph But then you see his deeper lines on his face. He's slightly taller. He's looking over at you, concerned. Hello? Well, I found you in quite a... quite a pickle, didn't I? How are you feeling?
3: Well, stiff. a little rattled in my brain. Um, sorry, do I know you? Hmm.
0: No. I don't think so. The name's Jonah. Jonah Lightfoot. He reaches out a hand.
3: Iris tentatively takes it. She's like, I'm Lightfoot, are you related to the cenotaph?
0: Oh, Yeah. I was Jeremy's father.
3: Jeremy's father? Wasn't you down in the Underdark?
0: I was, but... the way was open. And the Cenotaph had... gone missing, so... I risked my way out to Raquel with some of our... other compatriots. We made it to the city. We avoid the Autumn Death, but... Uh, once we got here, well... Apparently the Cenotaph has resumed his proper activities. Between that and all the weird shit that's going on in this place, I'm the only one left.
3: You don't understand what's happening either, then?
0: No. Raquel was a relatively normal city. At least, that's how my my great-grandpappy told me. But, I don't know. The magic is strange. And the Cenotaph shouldn't be attacking people just hell-mell, just out of nowhere. They're supposed to be orderly. They're supposed to be like soldiers. Protective, but not always automatically violent. Did
3: you spend time with the Cenotaph before he went back up?
0: I did. I spent time with him in his last form as well. Before... Well... Before he got into an altercation of some kind, I guess. I wasn't there when the last host died, but I I was with Jeremy when his eyes went dead and... Well, all the souls entered him.
3: How do you let something like this happen to to your child? Like... I, I absolutely adore the cenotaph, but he's taking over someone else's life.
0: Well, it's something we all agreed to. I was supposed to be the next in line, but Jeremy came of age and he insisted he be next instead. So the cenotaph would last longer before his body gave out.
3: think any of your son is left inside of him?
0: Of course. That's the deal with the Cenotaph, really. You become a part of something greater than yourself. And a part of you exists forever.
3: And he's still in the the Underdark. Could you still talk to your son when you wanted to?
0: Not really. The Cenotaph would do his best, but So many people in one head, who all have different ideas about what it is to be a person. Well, it didn't make for a very easy conversation. Imagine. But, we all knew what we were getting into.
3: Well, I didn't know what I was getting into, apparently.
0: Yeah, how how do you know the cenotaph? How did you come to be here, running on your own with nothing but a very scary raven?
3: She looks at T he He's like, like asleep with his like head under his wing in the corner. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a long story. There was um, there was a turtle, and well, you know, there was a h- throw, and there was I had a dream about the sun and. We went to Luxandra, we met the Oracle, and she sent us above, and we had some adventures. And when we were ready to return, Stenoteph wanted to go back to Raquel. He was having dreams that were visions that things weren't right. And I offered to go with him because we'd become friends in our journeys.
0: Oh, well... I guess whatever was telling him things weren't right is what's causing all this mess up here. Was Raquel automatically like this when you got here? What happened? You came here with the Cenotaph and he must have been more or less fine before you got here, but what what happened Mm -hmm. once you were here?
3: Well, the entire time that I've known him, he's been very rational and well, as normal as Isor and Cenotaph can be, it's normal, but yes, when we re- when we reached the city, we were outside and there was the magical barrier and we were sucked right in. We had, no, we had no chance to get away. Once we were inside, it was well, he was still himself for a while, but it was like the souls were being drained out of him and he was losing power. I, I don't really understand it myself. I don't know much of how these things work, but He lost himself.
0: Hmm. Well, it sounds like it was all a trap of some kind. Fuck. Well. Someone must be messing with the power source. It's the only explanation. Pulling souls out of him trying to get Raquel back to being, I guess, under their control. Imagine an army, someone with an army of a thousand ghosts who can't really be hurt, not for long. Imagine what they could do with something like that.
3: This is very concerning, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Fallen Plague.
0: He spits. Yeah. Yeah, that bunch of crazy fuckers.
3: I think they might have something to do with this. Their um, leader, how you say, was the one who seemed to be well possessing the Pact keeper and trying to pursue us in the city before Santaeve lost himself.
0: I thought a bunch of mighty adventurers murdered Icarus.
3: We did. We thought we did. Yeah, I thought like we saw him die. He fell apart into some. Cubes and Baku said their things, and it was that it seemed fine. So that's why we thought we could come here, and things wouldn't be problematic. But he was here; he was taking over another body. I don't know if you know the pack keepers, but he took one, at least for a while.
0: Well, that's concerning. The pack keepers were the only hope to return. Potentially returning everything here to the way it was before. Ah, fuck.
3: I've only found one when I was here. And, well, he was a little iffy when he was on our side. I don't know if you've anymore.
0: Well, if Icarus has, I guess, done something with the Autumn Death to stay alive or stay as part of it, ugh, well, can't really trust the Pact Keeper anymore, can we?
3: Yes, I, that's fair.
0: Did you see the source? The stone? Or whatever it is that powers the Cenotaph? Do you know where it is?
3: Still, yes, it's, um, yes, it's below the city. Uh, I was, that's where we were before. I could probably get us back there.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, if we can get to the stone, we might be able to communicate with the spirits inside. Maybe I can talk to Jeremy and maybe the previous host. Maybe we can stop what's happening.
3: This plan is any. He's not listening to me, so you think you're our only hope right now?
0: Yeah, well, I got some secrets I might be able to use. Well, first though, you better rest up. This room hasn't changed in a while, but once it does we might have to be moving real quick. How's your head?
3: So, that'll be fine. Uh just gonna rest a little bit and yeah, we need to we need to get going soon. You're right we can't stay around here.
0: Take another hour or so to rest, and I'll wake you up if anything happens.
3: Thank you for everything. It's nice to have a friendly face here right now.
0: Ah, well, no problem. Any ally of the Cenotaph? The proper Cenotaph is an ally of mine.
3: Just to that. <laughs>
1: If you want me to keep going? Like, is that a nope. good place? To I end think
2: that that's a perfect good place to to end that. Yep.
1: I should have said ship. Damn it. Yeah. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> Jared knows. She doesn't know. Very cool. Yeah, man. This is a this is a this season is a work of editing art, isn't it?
0: I think I can do kind of like a very, very kind of straightforward, not too complicated voice like this one. And we can go from there.
3: Yeah, that works.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And hopefully I'll remember how to do that exit next time.